Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. Genesis 26, 1 through 15. In the context of where we're at in this, in this scripture, um, Isaac and his wife and his two kids, Esau and Jacob, were in the, uh, the city of Gerar. And basically, he's going through the same thing that his father went through in this passage. Verse 1, Now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. See, like father, like son, he went through the same thing. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Don't go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Now, what's funny to me is that in this passage, he didn't, um, Isaac didn't say anything in the realm of, Man, I want to go to Egypt. Man, I want to, like, how did the Lord know that Isaac wanted to go to Egypt? Sometimes you don't have to say anything for God to understand. Sometimes he just needs to read your thoughts or understand the motive. He knows He knows what you're wanting to do. He knows what you're going through. He knows all things. And so with this passage of what he's saying is, is that don't go to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell, where I tell you to live. And now I ask you this question, what's your Egypt? What are you trying to go back to? What is that place that you really miss, yet it's no benefit towards you or no benefit towards God or your relationship with him or your relationship with others? What's that Egypt that you're trying to go back to? God says, live in the land where I've called you to live. Stay in this land for a while and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you, and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands and my decrees. And my instructions. Verse 6 says, So Isaac stayed in Gerar. Verse 7, When the man of that place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister. Because he was afraid to say she is my wife, he thought the men of this place might kill me on account of Rebekah, his wife, because she is beautiful. And Abraham went through the same thing with King Abimelech when he would say that that was my wife they would basically um, kill him or torture him in account for their wife. And so Isaac did something that his father did not do. He learned from his father, learned from your parents. Um, so Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, she, she is really your wife. Why do you say she is my sister? Isaac said, because I thought I might lose my life on account for her. And then Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the men might well have slept with your wife, and would you have brought guilt upon us? So Abimelech gave orders to all the people, anyone who harms this man or his wife shall 
surely be put to death. The reason why Abimelech did this was because um, the scripture where, like I said, the same thing that Isaac went through, Abraham went through. And it's this, it was the same thing. Abimelech called uh, Abraham's wife back and was going to kill Abraham. But God convicted and rebuked Abimelech and said, if you do, if you surely do this, your nation shall surely be corrupted and die. And so Abimelech also learned from his mistake. Verse 12, Isaac planted crops in the land and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold. This is the blessing of God's promises in our life. If you stay obedient and you stay consistent in his promises that he's made on your life, this is what happens. Isaac planted crops in that land and in the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him like he said he would. When God says something, he says he would, he would, he will. He always says it. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow. Continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. Some people are just jealous of what you have because God gave it to you. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug up, dug up in this, in the time of his father, Abraham, the Philistines stopped up filling them with the earth. And so what this, the title of this devotion is the process of his promises or the process of the promise. And this message, like I said, was a full sermon, but I'm going to break it down in the context of how we can say, we can be grateful and say, God, thank you for this promise. But we can also say, even at the end, God, thank you that your promise has come to pass. But what happens, what happens when we're caught in the middle of his promises? Because I've realized in my own life, his promises aren't that pretty to go through. Because when God calls someone to a promise in their life, sometimes that whole route turns into a bumpy road. And so I want to give three things, three quick things, um, what happens in the process. The first thing you need to do is be obedient in the process. Verse 6 said, Isaac stayed in Gerar. He was going to go to Egypt. He was going to go there. Because it was the safest, because there was a famine, and Gerar was already corrupted, even as it is. Even though Abimelech obeyed God in the beginning with Abraham, he still, um, it was still a nation that wasn't as safe as they thought it would. And I think of the COVID-19 situation, I think of, you know, we think about this as that famine. And we just want to go back to Egypt. We just want to go hide and be afraid of what God's trying to do. But... God said to him in verse 2, don't go down to Egypt, live in the land where I told you to live. And then God spoke a promise over Isaac saying that I will bless, be with you and I will bless you. And I want God to speak that to you, to your heart right now, that he is with you and he's going to bless you. Not because he just wants to bless you just to bless you. He wants to bless you to be a blessing to others. And I've realized this in, in the text that he's giving Isaac a, a boost, like a boost of faith because the reason why God promises things sometimes because he doesn't want us to fall back in our faith. He gave Isaac the promise that he would be with him and bless him because he didn't want him to leave because there was already another promise involved. And so understand that when God calls you to a promise, 
You know, it doesn't look like it. You know, I think of the promises he still has on my life with, with, um, this ministry, with relationships, with all these different types of things. I think to myself, will it actually happen? But this text tells me that God is faithful when he says he's going to do it. You see the promises. You see promises in the Bible where, you know, God promised to send his son to die on the cross. What did that, when did that happen? It happened. We, we celebrated it this Sunday. Those types of promises. There's multiple promises throughout the Bible that God has shown and has been faithful to it. And so, but as we look at the situation, it looks like it's not because we're going by by what we are looking at, but we're not going by what he spoke. We're not going by the promises that he's given to us. And so we freak out and we get nervous and we get anxious and we get this uncertainty that we can't go through this because we feel like it's not going to get any better. Like, is this going to get better? Will stuff change? I believe things will change. Once we get out of this, things will change. But I also believe that it's going to change for the glory of God. From churches to businesses, I think things will change beyond this situation. So you got to be obedient. You got to trust God in everything I says, because our feelings say that I can't understand this. I'm too afraid. But our faith says, I'm going to trust God. My faith says, I'm going to believe what he said is true. My faith says it wants to follow the words that he has spoken, because if I follow the words he has spoken, I will never stumble upon what I feel. I will never stumble upon what I feel. Honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I actually, uh, the other day I called Pastor Brandon and I was just telling him, this is just unreal how in this situation, because both of us are in transition, that I'm experiencing, you know, not being with anyone or being with any of the students, any with you guys. And he revealed this thing to me that this is preparation for when we do come back. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel more anointed preaching on a camera than preaching in front of you guys. I think it's because of my nerves. Like, like I get nervous and anxious when I speak in front of people. But the thing is, is that with this, this is preparation. Even though we can see this as a bad thing, God's turning some things into good things. God's turning, I'm, I'm believing that there's multiple things that God has promised that is being put into play. And I want to encourage you, don't go by what you see right now. Go with what he spoke. Go by what he has said about you and the things that he's called you to. You can't look at what's going on right now and expect God to give you peace. Expect God to give you mercy and joy and comfort if you are constantly relying on what people are saying, what the news is saying. If you fully rely on what they're saying and you give in to those fears, you can't trust the promise of God if you're in that. And so with your feelings, don't go by what you see, go by what God spoke. Go by with what God spoke. Amen. Point number two is the difficulty. Now this is the part where we get in the middle of it, where Isaac was going through. He's having to Take step by step. He's having to trust God. He obeyed God. He stayed in Gerar. Now he's having to trust God in the process 
of staying there and doing what he's called him to do is to be that vessel of his descendants because he promised Abraham that. And now he's having to stay. But it's still, even through that, he's going through some difficulty. He almost lost his wife. Even when Abimelech caught him, I'm pretty sure he was very nervous about that situation. Like, man, he's going to catch her. I'm going to die. They're going to, they're, they're going to take her. Like, this is not, this is not good at all. But I believe that difficulty in the process helps us grow in our faith and our walk. There's a lot of, there's still promises in my life God hasn't fulfilled yet. But, and then I realized, God, how can I be fulfilled? How can this be fulfilled through my life? How can this, take place? How can this work? We're going through this pandemic. I don't think it's going to get any easier or any better. Like that's my thought process. I'm, I'm leaning on my own understanding basically. And God's just revealing to me, like I said last week, he has the calendar. He controls the narrative. And it's so easy. It's so easy to fall into the trap of nothing's going to get better. It's so easy to fall into the trap of, we're not going to get through this. It's so easy to fall into the trap of, man, I'm really having a bad day. But it's what you tell yourself. You're telling yourself all these things. When you tell yourself these things, you become those things. And so, Isaac could have just left. Isaac obeyed and went through the difficulty of the process for God to prove himself righteous and to be, and for his glory to be shown. That's what this whole text is about, is the whole difficulty part. We don't like going through the difficulty part. We don't like talking about it. Why? Because it's the one thing that God uses as a method to produce his purpose in our life and others. That's what he uses. And we can't depend on the, the hard part, we depend, we need to depend on the hard part, but we can't depend on what we're thinking about in that process. It's so easy to just complain about it. It's so easy to just talk trash about it. It's so easy to do all these things. But what I need you to know is, is that it's the things that you tell yourself that's going to determine how you end it. It's going to determine how it ends at the end of this. And if you stick to God's promises, then you're, then you will be built because it's like I said, it's not your faith. I mean, it's not your feelings. It's your faith that's going to build the promises of God on your life. So the difficulty, it's not easy. You know, putting myself in Isaac's shoes, you know, I would be in a panic, like I said, in verse seven, when his wife could have been taken, but he lied about it. He lied about his wife. And then my whole process would be like, okay, God, you said you would go through this with me, but I feel like now you're not here because now they're asking for my wife and now I'm going to have to lie about it. God, why are you not here? This, this, and that. But I want to encourage you, remember the promise. Keep his promises close to your heart. Even through the difficulty, don't even look at it. See, that's another thing. It's a lack of focus. You're so worried about the difficulty that's now that you're not focused on what's the promise that is yet ahead of us. And I want to encourage you, stop looking at what is hard and what is difficult now because that's the growth of our faith when we look to what's ahead rather than what's in front of us. Don't focus on that. Focus on the Father in heaven. Third final point is the blessing. That's the one we love, right? That's the stuff we love. 
And I want to talk about this word that really came up to me was called persistence. Persistence means a firm continuance in a course of action in spite of the difficulty or opposition. So that word persistence, let, let us be persistent in completing this walk in the promises God gives us. Because persistence is the key to make it to the promise. Push through. Endure the promise by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep your focus on what God has spoken over your life rather than just assuming and compromising the plan of it. Keep your spiritual head high. Keep your spiritual head high. And keep moving forward. Let the word of the Lord speak to you. The word of God, the Bible. This thing, this thing has answers. This thing has hope. This thing has promises that God has fulfilled. If you read this, you will not be able to give into the lies of the enemy that has been spoken in your life and in your mind. This thing, that thing. The enemy will have no room. Keep praying for the promise. Keep praying for it. And never, I repeat, never keep people in your life that doubt the promise. I, I will say in my own personal life, I had to stay away from certain people that didn't give wisdom or insight on the promise. They just gave their assumptions and opinions. The people, to the people who assume and give opinions, be very careful because you will be rejected because you are letting your opinions and assumptions deny the glory of God. And so I have to understand that I can't tell everyone about the promise of God in my life, but I can tell certain people that I know I can trust, that I know that are godly, that I know that are spiritual, the people that are going to really listen and really understand the promises God made on my life. You, Those are the type of people you need to go to. You can't go to everybody for it because there are people that are that are given to by wisdom or they go to their opinion. And I want you, I want to encourage you with this promise. When God makes a promise, it is sealed. When God makes a promise, it is sealed. Pray and fast and believe that God's promises will come to pass. Please understand. Please understand this. When God makes a promise, it's sealed. When God says something, he's sealed. When God does a task, it's done. When God rested on the seventh day, he didn't just do it because he was tired. God rested on the seventh day because he was done. Because when God does a task, he does it till it's done. And I want you to understand, if he made a promise, if he made a call, if you have a calling on your life by God, if you have a vision by God, if you have a promise by God, then it is sealed because no man, no devil, no Whatever that looks like cannot take it away. Can't. It can't take it away. Because if God spoke it, it's sealed. Amen. That is the devotional. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm pretty sure I went on for longer. I thought I was going to be short. But I want to pray for you guys and I want to bless you guys going out. Understand that the promises of God are sealed in your life. Don't expect other people to understand it though. Because certain people will give assumptions and opinions about your promises. But let God be the, de the definition of it. And go to spiritual leaders that you know that are trustworthy and that understand the heart of God and understand the God of the Bible. And if there's a promise on your life that you feel like is not going to pass, I want to pray for that promise to come to pass. Because God said if he made his promises, he would do it. He's a promise keeper. That's what he that's what he said in his word, and that's what he does in our lives. So let me pray for you. Father, I thank you 
Lord, we praise you in this moment. Father, we know that this is a hard situation. This is a hard time in our lives right now, Father. We know that your promises are true. Lord, by our feelings, it's hard to look at that your promises are true. But Lord, by faith, we're going to trust because faith over trumps our feelings. Father, I pray that we are consistent in our time with you in prayer. Lord, let us read your word. Let us understand the promises. Lord, I pray that our, our praise and our worship is our battleground, Father, that we're going to praise you, praise you through this storm, through this rocky road, Father. And I pray for every blessing and favor upon every single person who hears this or needs to hear this. And it's in Jesus' mighty, precious, and powerful name we pray. Amen. I love you guys. Take, I, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you with this. Go, you can even Google this, go into the Bible, go into the word of God and look at the promises that God had made to his people and other characters in the Bible and, and see that the promises were fulfilled and the promises were made. If you read those, I pray that your faith will be strengthened by that so that you can understand that God's promises on your life will come to pass. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace.